Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. We have a wonderful show today, folks, because we'll be remembering the late, great Gilda Radner, who entertained fans throughout the world with her funny performances in films and on TV. Our guests today are Lily Safani, the CEO of Gilda's Club in New York City, and comedian Nancy Lombardo of Comedy Concepts. Now, actor Bill Murray has also been invited to call in. We haven't heard back from him yet, but who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. Plus, our guest co-host is film critic A.J. Hockery, the mad movie man, a young whippersnapper who confesses to knowing Gilda only by her reputation. I'll bring both Lily and AJ in right after we get the go-ahead from Nikki Starr, who's taking care of our chatters. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room? They are, and we're ready. Thanks, Nikki. We really appreciate our chatters and other listeners, and I see that we already have Fast Eddie and Mary and T.L. Walker. I want to welcome them to the chat room, and I hope other listeners will be will be signing in. We really appreciate it, and we also appreciate A.J. being here to co-host. A.J., are you ready to learn more about Gilda and Gilda's clubs? Absolutely, Betty Joe. Thanks for having me on again. It's Beautiful weather here in Wisconsin, which means I absolutely hate it. Where does the sun get off being so shiny, the temperature so cool and mellow? I hate that. So I'm going to be in here talking about movies with you guys. Well, I feel the same way, AJ. It's such a pleasure to talk with, <laughs> with about movies with you. And thanks for, for be, your willingness to co-host. And thanks also to Lily Safani for being here. Welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters, Lily. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. We're honored that you could be with us this afternoon because I know how busy you must be with this big event for Gilda's Club Um this Thursday, that's the day after tomorrow, and I know AJ has some questions for you about that event and about Gilda's Club. So, AJ, you're on. All right. As Betty Jo said, uh, unfortunately, I'm only aware of uh, Gilda Redner's reputation. I was I was born in 1985, so her era on SNL was a little bit before my time, and I haven't had the chance to see many of her uh, movies or TV appearances. So maybe I'm like I'm the perfect guy to talk to about uh Gilda's Club and let's start off with uh how did it all get started? Well, um as you know, Gilda Radner was one of the uh founder founding uh SNL uh cast members um you know Saturday Night Live, but in a, around 1986 she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. 
it took her many years to find out that it was actually ovarian, and three years later, in 1989, she died of ovarian cancer. But while she was going through her treatment, she had psychosocial support and met a therapist, Joanna Bull, and one of the things that she really learned was how important it was while you were having medical treatment to also have a group of people, a support group, that you could talk about what it was like to be diagnosed with cancer, all the treatments, everything you were going through. Um, upon her death, Joanna Bull decided that she wanted to bring this to New York City and found Gilda's Club in her name. And what we're really all about is a place, a special community, where no one has to face cancer alone. It's not only for women. It's for men, women, teens, children, anyone who's touched by cancer and their family and friends. Awesome. It it definitely sounds like you guys foster a very supportive and uh, loving atmosphere. Uh, what specific, Specifically, uh, what types of services and programs are offered at the uh, New York City Gilda's Club? Well, everything we offer, first of all, is entirely free of charge. We offer support groups, networking groups, educational lectures, workshops and classes, um, for example, art classes, yoga classes, creative writing. We have Noogie Land for the children. We have teen time for teens. And then we have social events where our members can gather together and either remember people who passed away or celebrate um, holidays um, and especially our Noogie Fest, which is our special Halloween party that we hold um, every Halloween. Noogie Land and Noogie Fest. I love it. I thought my brother was the only one who took me to Noogie Land when I was a kid. That was just when he <laughs> came into my bedroom and just like just <laughs> tortured me every weekend. <laughs> well, at least you know what Noogies are. Oh, yeah, all too well. I have the scars to prove it, the emotional yeah. and physical. Now, now I'm seeing here uh, on the list of questions I have for you something called the Gildies. Now, what, what's that all about? What are the Gildies? So one of the things um, that makes our community so special is that um, we have over 265 volunteers that help us in many different ways. And one of our groups of volunteers is our associate board, which is a group of young professionals who really believe in what we do and spread the word. And for their first signature event, they're holding the Gildies, which is about strength, hope, and courage. And they are giving awards to four really incredible people, all who are young adults and who are also survivors. I think one of the things we really forget about cancer is that it does not discriminate in, you know, with age. And there are so many young adults who have cancer and who are dealing with not only, you know, the medical complications of having cancer when you're, you're so young, but also mm -hmm. the social impact of having cancer. And so the Gildies is really a way to recognize the people who advocate for this particular group of individuals and to show them that, you know, what they're doing is great and that we believe in them. Awesome. Sounds like you guys are doing a lot of great work out there, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners would 
love to be able to pitch in in some way or another. So uh, where can listeners obtain uh, more information about uh, the Gilda's Club? Well, there are two ways. You can go to our website, which is www.gildasclubnyc.org, or you can also call us at 212-647-9700. And on our website, really, there are there's information about our program, there's information about how to volunteer, how to donate, um, there are many different uh, events going on if you'd like to attend an event, if you happen to be in the New York City area. Awesome. And and as far as uh, donations go, they would do that on the website, or what other avenues can they use to uh, contribute financially? Um, they can definitely do it online. They can also send a check to Gilda's Club New York City at 195 West Houston Street. New York, New York, 114. And certainly you can call 212-647-9700 and make your donation over the phone. Awesome. It sounds like you've given us a lot of information about the Gilda's Club, the philosophy, the, the mission statement, how it all began. Is there anything else you would like uh, to add about Gilda Radnir or Gilda's Club for our uh, listeners? Well, I think that, um, what I'd like to add is, you know, Gilda Radnir wrote a, an autobiography called It's Always Something about her experience, her journey as she discovered she had cancer. Um, it is really a very um, interesting and funny book. Um, Gilda Radner never lost her sense of humor as she was going through this experience. And Gilda's Club is really a place where people come not only, you know, to share what they're going through with cancer, but it's also a place where they laugh and they're welcomed. It, you know, it's not a sad place. It's a very happy place. And it's a community that welcomes everybody. So it is it's very much the kind of person that she was when she was alive. Lily, I, I just can't think of a better way to remember Gilda Radner than to support Gilda's clubs. And I, I just want to congratulate you on the great work you're doing and wish I could be at the Gildies. In fact, oh, yeah. I love that. I love the little marquee, whoever designed the marquee. It's sort of like the Golden Globes and it's, in right. fact, we put it on. We put it on our uh, the, the site for this for this program. Uh, oh, that's great. So it's a little slideshow that we have. So uh, listeners, you can check uh, and take a look at at the Gildies. And I know it's going to be a, a a big success. Now we promised you that we would keep you for only fifteen uh, minutes, and I think that we're almost there to the fifteen minutes. So, okay, well that's great. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for being part of our Gilda Radner Remembered show, and it's been a real pleasure having you with us. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed being here. Uh, and we we are just sending uh, good vibes, and I hope our listeners will check out your website and, and that... Uh, will uh and that many of them will will support uh, your program. So, bye for now. All right, bye-bye. Lily was talking on the cell phone and uh, we did have have a little she had to be outside and so there was a little bit of wind going there and I hope everybody did hear uh hear that interview. I I think she's a wonderful 
ambassador for Gilda's Clubs. Don't you agree, AJ? Absolutely. It seems like she was, like Gilda herself, it seems like she was a very cool, very funny, very nice person. But it is unfortunate that I didn't get to grow up watching her in, in uh, some way or another. In fact, when I was little and just starting to get into movies, I always used to kind of confuse her with Madeline Kahn. And her I knew from growing up with, like, Blazing Saddles and Clue and everything. And it took me a while to realize, oh, no, these are two different people. So if anything, you know, it's inspired me to kind of look more into not only Gilda's work but her contributions to, like, society at large and, like, the legacy that Gilda's Club is carrying on for her. That's a good point. It really is inspiring to hear about Gilda's Clubs, and they are all over, I mean, in this country and in Canada, and I I heard that there's there's one in, in London. And believe it or not, I just received the following message from the Northern New Jersey Gilda's Club about an event that they're presenting in May, and so I'm just going to read uh, what, what they sent to me. It just sounds so, uh, so like so much fun. Four of the country's top emerging female comedians are heading to North New, G- New Jersey for a night of comedy to benefit Gilda's Club of Northern New Jersey. This year, the Laugh Out Loud program will feature Pumps and Punchlines, I love that title. A funny and fantastic evening of comedy from four sassy comedians with no topics off limits. The lineup includes Aaron Foley, Renee Gauthier, Rachel Feinstein, and Aaron Jackson. Now, I I think that if I were in uh, that area, I would definitely head off on on May 19th. It's scheduled for that Saturday at 8 p.m. at the Bergen Performing Arts Center in Inglewood, New Jersey, and tickets are available through uh, Ticketmaster. Now, I see that our next guest hasn't uh, called in yet. I hope that uh, Nancy didn't run into uh, any trouble, but while we're waiting, I'd like to highlight some of Gilda Radner's showbiz accomplishments, and we already have uh, talked about uh, a little bit about her Saturday Night Live, but uh, sh- and a little bit about her movie. She appeared in seven movies, but she received her highest acclaim for those characters that she brought to life on Saturday Night Live. And, A.J., one way that you can see Gilda is to go to YouTube. She has so many funny, funny things up on YouTube. And who can forget Emily Latella? Rosanna, Rosanna Dana, Lisa Lupner, and Baba Wawa. <laughs> and in fact, Gilda was the first performer hired for Saturday Night Live, and she won an Emmy for Outstanding Performance on that show. Now, this Emily Latella, I, I just watched a little clip on YouTube of Gilda doing Emily Latella, and it's the little scene where, of course, she's a she's a, a very opinionated little lady, as Emily, but sometimes she doesn't hear things quite right. And so the, the segment that's on YouTube is Emily uh, being very, very upset, and she starts out by saying, what's all this about violins on television? What's wrong with violins on television? They increase increase our culture, our appreciation of the arts. And then Chevy Chase leans over and tells her, and she says, violence. Oh, oh, 
never mind. <laughs> so she was always hearing something just a little just a little bit. <laughs> there really was a lot wrong with all the violence on TV, but not violins. <laughs> so and then Rosanna Rosanna Dana she was the uh, brash, very very brash <laughs> lady. That uh, there's a, a clip on YouTube with uh, with Gilda Radner doing Rosanna Rosanna Dana, where she gives the commencement address at the Columbia Journalism graduate for Columbia Journalist graduates, <laughs> and she's just. Oh, way, 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 way out there, uh, telling them she supposes that they're think, you know, they're going to, they have a lot of things going through their mind about writing their articles, and she says they're wondering if you're wondering if what type of pencil you should use. Should it be a number two pencil? Who's going to provide you with the pencil? <laughs> she goes on and on about that, and then Lisa Lupner is the nerd. She's just, just she's delightful. And there's a, a clip of Gilda doing Lisa Lupner um, with a kind of combination musical performance and um, tribute to the movie The Way They Were. And there's no way to exp- to explain this to you. She's playing the piano, and then she's also singing, and then she's also talking to the audience about about the movie and relating it to her to her life. So. If I were you, AJ, right after the show, I would go on YouTube and take a look at those at those uh, at those clips because you're you're going to realize why she's she's so well loved and how very very funny uh, she was. Now here's I'm a list have, of what I'm sorry, AJ. I, I was just going to say I was going to have to do that, and from what I understand, she did a. Uh, filmed concert movie in the 80s called Gilda Live where she portrayed a lot of these characters. Have you gotten to see that one? Oh, yes, part of it. In fact, I think the Roseanne, Rosanna Dana commencement at, uh, you know, for the for the journalism graduates are would was something from Gilda Live. Okay. And and that yeah, that and then there are a number of uh tributes to Gilda Radner that have been that have been put together. She she died in 1989. That's 23 years ago. My gosh! And during that time, there have been there have been many tributes, and and there some of them are up on are up on YouTube. So, but I just can't get enough of her. So I'm always checking these things out. Well, we still haven't heard from Nancy. I hope she, I hope she's okay. So let's let's go on to to Gilda's um, movies. These are the seven. That she made, uh, of course, most of her fame came from the, you know, from Saturday Night Live. But she did make these four. Uh, I mean, these seven films: First Family, Haunted Honeymoon, Hanky Panky, <laughs> The Woman in Red, The Last Detail, Animal Olympics, and Movers and Shakers. And um, I believe that we we do have have another call right now. Let let me let me check and see if this is Nancy. Hello, this is Movie Attic Headquarters. Who are who am I speaking with? Hello? This is Emily Latella. What's all this talk about the movie addicts being around? They should stay in one place. Don't you think so? 
Oh, dear. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you called in. This, of course, is the one and only Nancy Lombardo. And uh, Nancy, I was kind of filling in for you there to do to um, before you called in. And uh, there's no way that I could do any imitation like that. And I know you've actually been on Saturday Night Live. And and I'm wondering how. Uh, give us your your. Um, well, share information about um, Gilda's appearances and her performances on Saturday Night Live. Well, I Maybe think she, I, she was on from seventy-five to eighty, right? I'm actually, yes, I'm, to I'm, 80. I'm, I'm, I'm actually calling. I'm hiding upstairs in the women's room of the Friars Club because it was the only quiet place I could find to make the phone call. <laughs> How appropriate! <laughs> <laughs> so I actually uh, just interviewed Alan Zweibel last week, and uh, who wrote the book Bunny Bunny about Gilda, and then I think he also wrote um, a love story, another book about their relationship. They're wonderful friends together. Oh, she was she was just amazing. From what I know of her and being on the show, uh, they just said she was a pleasure. The writer said you could call her at four in the morning, and she would just say, we have an idea, and she would show up, and she would do basically anything. So it, that's what I know about it. I love when I'm, I'm not a star on Saturday Night Live. Let's not mislead anybody. I'm in a lot of the sketches, so you see me there. Um, uh, no, I got you. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just a great feeling to walk onto that sound stage and the band's playing, and you go, oh my gosh, the history, the history as you walk on there. But she was she was quite adept, and she was she was willing to do any anything, which was that's what made her so great. No matter what oh, the she, character, she played it full out. Oh, absolutely, and she had she had the ability to do uh, to sing and to dance, and to combine as you like to do, uh, music and comedy. I mean, she oh, was yeah. so so good. That, uh, that dance number with Steve Martin was off the charts. Absolutely, yeah, that's one. That's definitely one of my one of my favorites. And um, you mentioned but she could, she could not say anything too. She could just go. That reminds me of a joke. That was it. <laughs> she just laughed, and that was the joke. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> she didn't tell it to anybody, but she no, that reminded her of it. Little teeny. I remember the little teeny. Once upon a time, there was a little teeny tiny man. You remember that one? I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so all of her things are are, are just they they just transcend time because they're still funny. Really, and I think um, that she influenced you know many young women to to go into to comedy and I know you mentioned on your show last Thursday and by the way uh listeners please check out Nancy's comedy concept show from last uh, Thursday um she talked quite a bit about uh, Gilda and she also uh, had a fa- fabulous guest are you going to have Alan back on your Program yes, I had Alan Swabell. He has a book out called Lunatics that he just wrote with Dave Barry, and they'll be back on. Yes, I'm going to have him back. It was just a misunderstanding because he was on the road, but we got him in for 10 minutes uh, there and got some talking. He's the nicest, nicest guy and terrific friar and so supportive. And uh, when you listen to the radio show on it, I had stories that he told about how much he loved Gilda. And uh, uh, there's a story that he told uh, when he was speaking at the Y that nobody knows about uh uh, that's not on online, and that's a story about when she was very, very ill. He had always been enamored with her. He had always mm-hmm. just loved her. Even and he's mar- he's been married his whole life, but always they just had were soulmates basically. And when Gilda was very sick, he went to give blood, and 
and she's uh, the nurse came up and said, "Do you mind just signing your name?" She's asked that everybody who gives blood that she wants to know who it was that gave blood. And oh. so he signed. He signed on the card. He said, "Finally, I finally got my, some of my fluids into you." <laughs> so, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh well, he's he just is is very very funny himself and uh, and talented. Exactly, and he wrote. He was a writer, I think, at, on Saturday Night Live. They both at, started at the same time. At the same time, and as I mentioned before, she was the first performer hired for Saturday Night Live. So she just kind of represents Saturday Night Live, and and uh, I'm so glad that, to know that she was an influence on you. I, I've heard that uh, Tina Fey says that uh, Gilda Radner was her inspiration. Too. So, so you're in good company. And well, Tina they, they both, they, yes, they both come from improv backgrounds too. So that makes it your comedy easier when you're not so you're not a stand-up comic. When you say, "Hey, I can do that voice. I can do this. What do you want me to be? Ten? I can be ten. So you've taken that off the, the plate. Anything's possible. It makes it so easy for the writers. Yes, and she was a member of, I believe, the Second City Comedy. Yes, troupe, I believe she was. Like you were, Bill you were a member of a comedy troupe. Um, yeah, the first, first, the first Amendment. The First Amendment. How could you forget it? The Freedom of Speech. I, <laughs> I don't want to forget the First Amendment anyway. <laughs> and then, and then the characters. I mean, this is much later, but that was seventy-five. So you're talking about thirty something years ago. That the characters that she did, um, you would have to. They're still funny, even if you didn't know who Roseanne Rosanna Dana was. That it's based. It was a newscaster in New York. That yes. had a name like Roseanne Rosanna Dana, and it was based off of a newscaster here in New York that they did it. Yeah, she was good at that, taking the, you know, getting these inspiring little little uh, ideas about uh, how these characters should be should be played. And uh, do you have a favorite character that she did? <laughs> well, it's, it's hard to have a favorite one. I mean, Emily Lutella was always great because she was always getting it wrong. You know, what's all this I hear about presidential erections? You know. <laughs> And violence on TV. It's in their violence. And there's a story about that. I think I could say this word. But there's a story about that. When she was um, doing those characters, uh, Emily Latella, it was actually, whenever it was this, I forget the guy's name, from New Jersey. Something writes in from Fort Lee, New Jersey. That was actually Alan Zweibel's brother-in-law's name. But it was he wrote the letters. But they said they had played it. They thought they had played out Emily Latella to its final conclusion, and they didn't know what to do anymore. So that's where they came up where Jane Curtin loses it. Emily, I'm tired of you coming on the show, and you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're talking about. I wish you just wouldn't say anything. And then she goes like this. Uh-huh. Bitch. <laughs> and that was the first time somebody said on TV. And it was just because it came out of her. And that was like reinventing Emily Latella all over again. So it was pretty oh. funny. Yes, yes, it was great. It was just great because she just would play, and I loved. I saw her Broadway show; that was fantastic too. That was Build Alive. That was what uh, AJ was AJ was talking about. Yeah. Oh, it oh. was just unbelievable because here she was on stage for an hour or more, and uh, she just was nonstop. I don't know how she did it every night, but yeah. um, it, so it was great. Well, I'm jealous of you, of course, for having seen that live because all I have seen are just kind of, you know, the clips, the clips from it. I know we promised to, that you could could leave on the half hour, but I, I'm going to ask AJ if he has any comment or question for you before you leave. AJ, 
Uh, no, none that I can think of. It's just it's just making me more and more inspired to hit up YouTube and just like gorge myself on Gilbert yes, just to catch myself up. There's always something. Roseanne, Roseanne, with when she would do that on 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 TV, that was pretty funny too. Roseanne, it's like my father used to tell me, <laughs> you know, Roseanne, it's always something. And so she she just was an inspiration, I think, to all comedians. And everyone should listen to my interview um, that I did with Alan Zweibel. Uh, we are yes. going to do an Alan Zweibel interview, Redux, coming up as soon as he's, like, in one place. But he is the nicest, nicest man and so generous with all comedians. So well, everybody go check out his book, Lunatics. Yes, and yeah. and what was the name of the book again that he did about his relationship with Gilda? Bunny Bunny with Gilda Radner. Bunny Bunny with Gilda Radner. That that one they should check out too. Well, you have been. Should, let me, can I just say? Can they check out another author that I really like? Just Google sure. her on the internet. Her name yeah. is Allison Grams, and she wrote the Man Translator and yeah. uh, the Smart Girl's Guide to Getting Even. You must check those out, Betty. So tell your listeners oh. to check those out. Allison Grams, G R A M B S. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. You're gonna I, love I, this book. It's it's, it's well, got to be a TV show. That's all. <laughs> well, we will we will check we will check that out. Well, you're always right, so I, wonderful to come on the show, and you're there in the restroom at the Friars Club. So. Yeah, I better go now. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your show. All right, well, bye, Betty. Jo. Always, always, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. Bye, bye. Bye. Now, now, now I'm just imagining like someone walking by the restroom and hearing all these weirdo voices coming out, and just like, what the. I know. That's a, that's, a, that's a wonder they didn't call the police, right? <laughs> Say what's going on? What's going on in there? Well, Nancy is just great, and um, I became acquainted with her through her show on Blog Talk Radio, which is Comedy Concepts, and she sometimes um, is. Well, most of the time she is on Friday. She has what she calls Fun Utopia on Friday mornings, I think it's 10 o'clock Eastern time, and it's well worth your while to uh, check out Nancy's work. She also has a CD out called Color Me Crazy, and she has a lot of her uh, comedy uh, routines and songs and skits on that CD, and uh, it's just hilarious. So uh, you can tell that she has some of the Gilda Gilda Radner influence in her her comedy, (laughs) and that's part of the reason that I love her. But now, AJ, you and I uh, should talk, since we're film critics and film addicts, I know you are a horror film addict because you've got <laughs> a book that you've almost almost got ready to to be released. How is that coming? It's coming along. I, I'm kind of working on it piecemeal when I can. I got, I'm pretty busy here with family stuff and I'm working and just kind of keeping up on the regular movies. But funny it should be about uh the show should be about Gilda Radner because the only movie of hers that I've seen is one that I watched last year and wrote about for the book and that is Haunted Honeymoon. Oh yes, Haunted Honeymoon. That I think was her last uh, No, I'm not. Yes, I think it was her last movie and it yep. was with Gene Wilder. So what did you think about her in that? Well, the the movie itself, it's it's sort of one of those things where it's like uh, you know about the lost skeleton of Cadavera and Alien Trespass. These movies that are supposed to be spoofs and they're trying to be like 
bad movies on purpose. Uh, on the one hand, I didn't really uh, think those movies were like outrightly funny, but at the same time, I'm glad that they exist. I'm glad that someone is like taking the time and energy to kind of bring up these older movies that people have kind of left by the wayside and just have fun with them. And I know Haunted Honeymoon, that's a spoof of the old Dark House movies of the 30s and 40s and stuff that were all the rage back then. And I believe Gene Wilder, I believe he directed this one himself. Yes, he in did. Addi- in addition to starring in it. And it had him, it had Gilda, and it had Dom DeLuise in drag, which in itself was just beyond frightening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and even though I didn't really think the movie was all that great itself, it kind of had a lot of gags that just kind of went nowhere, and it was just kind of weird. But at the same time, I did think Gilda gave a terribly sweet performance. She was really good. And in the one scene where she's supposed to be uh, pl- like faking being a ghost, and they have her like hoisted up outside the window, trying to talk to uh, Gene Wilder's character. But like the rigging isn't going right, so she's just like flying around all over the place. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. <laughs> me too. Me too. I, I like what you what you said about this uh, this particular movie. Uh, but you know, by the time I saw. Uh, Gilda on screen, which the first time I saw her was in First Family, and that was in 1980, I was already such a big fan of hers that I couldn't be objective, and, and I know that the critics were not kind to to these films, but I was just, you know, laughing and, and just loving to see her on screen. But now on, in Haunted Honeymoon, you talked about the uh, the old mansion, and um, I'm wondering, did it look to you like it was just right out of those old uh, Universal 1930s horror flicks? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I think they took every haunted mansion set that was ever built and just used all that to make this place. It was just beyond huge and beyond gothic and spooky. I'm pretty sure they borrowed the same cobwebs, too. They just kind of took them out of the drawer and strewn them all about the place. Like It was a pretty big mansion yeah it was and and i i really enjoyed uh seeing uh jane and and gilda together and um you're right he did direct that movie the uh but since you haven't seen first family and hanky panky and the woman in red um that uh, those three along with haunted honeymoon are the four films uh, that um i thought were just great with Gilda Radner and so there may be some listeners who because we've been remembering so many things about Gilda Radner may not know about these films and I I just want to say a little bit about each one of them so um, if you're interested they can be ordered on Netflix probably I know they're I know they're out on uh, DVD so you know about Haunted Honeymoon but um, let's talk a little bit about First Family and I absolutely laughed throughout this movie because it follows an inept U.S. president played by Bob Newhart and his dysfunctional family. And look at this cast. Madeline Kahn's playing his alcoholic wife. And Gilda Radner is playing his oversexed daughter. And during the course of the film, these three people travel to an African country where Gilda's character gets kidnapped. And, of course comic mayhem ensues and it's directed by a guy with a great sense of humor buck henry so
So if you like to see the misadventures of the first family <laughs> with Gilda, Gilda Radner being very, very funny, it's first family. And then there, the next film that I saw her in was Hanky Panky, which was in 1982. And it was a comedy thriller about a naive architect played by Gene Wilder who's mistaken for a spy, and then he's pursued by a cast of international wackos. And Wilder's character teams up with the sister of a recent suicide victim, and that's the character played by Gilda, not the suicide victim, but the sister. And I was trying to find people who had uh, seen that movie and wrote something about it, and I finally found Clint Morris of Movie Hole, and he writes that Wilder and Radner at their side-splitting best here. And guess who directed it, A.J.? That was is that another Gene one? No, Sydney Portier. Can whoa, you hell, whoa! <laughs> I know. I was I was shocked when I was doing research for it for the show, but I think my favorite on-screen character that Gilda played was in The Woman in Red from 1984, and it's Gene Wilder again. He directed it, and he he stars as a happily married man who becomes obsessed with a gorgeous woman in red. And that was that part was played by Kelly LeBrock. And Gilda has the role of a plain ad agency employee who gets Wilder's call for a date by mistake. And when she gets stood up by him, becomes very, very angry. And there are some scenes with her. <laughs> That's just, I mean, they're classic, you know, somebody out of control. And I was uh, so happy when I read what one of the uh, users on Internet Movie Database said about this film. And uh, he said that Gilda is brilliant in this role, and uh, her presence on screen is a real high point of the movie, and I certainly, I certainly do agree. So I'm recommending all four of those movies to, uh, to Gilda's fans. That's First Family, Hanky Panky, The Woman in Red, and uh, Haunted Honeymoon. So did I talk you into seeing uh, any of those three movies? AJ, you've already seen Haunted Honeymoon. I think I'm going to have to look up uh, First Family. That had a pretty good pedigree from how you described it there. Absolutely it did. It was just, uh, you know, it had, ta oh, it also had Harvey Corman as some kind of a, a government official, and he was, he, you know, he's always really, really, funny and I, I now that I'm talking about it I want to see it again but um, oh before the show is over I forgot to mention that we have because this is comedy month on movie Addict headquarters we have a book drawing going on until April 30th and I'm giving away uh, autographed copies of confessions of a movie addict my amusing life at the movies memoir with everything but the movie stuff edited out. So if uh, anyone who is listening would like to enter that drawing, just send me an email at realtalk, R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K, at comcast.net. That's realtalk at comcast.net, and the real is R-E-E-L. Put in the subject area, book drawing, and then I will add your name to the drawing, and the winners will be notified uh, the first week in May. And uh, as I mentioned, April 30th is the deadline. Now, A.J., you already have a copy of that book, right? 
I have it about two feet away from me on my bookshelf right now, and I've read it cover to cover negative five times. No, I'm kidding. I've read it many <laughs> times. It's a great read. Well, you're in it, too. So <laughs> I know. That's why it. I read it. I, re- I read my section. <laughs> that's right. So. <laughs> And I think I said something in the book about about uh, A.J. Hockery being uh, maybe almost as much of a movie addict as as I am. So, uh, but it's but it is full of laughs, and so I think it's appropriate to give it away during uh, comedy month. Well, I think we need to check with the chat and see what's been going on there. We have. Uh, Mary, who has uh, entered since we last reported on the chat. We have Richard B. Smart. We have T.L. Walker. And we have Night Waver Radio. So I want to welcome those chatters. And um, I think that we ha- we had some comments in the chat. I know that, that uh, Nikki has a little bit of a sore throat, but we did have comments, uh, comments from, the, uh, from the chatters about uh, how much they enjoyed uh, Saturday Night Live, and they they like the earlier earlier uh, years. Richard B. Smart says that he does have haunted honeymoon. He doesn't say whether or not he <laughs> he's seen it. And um, Nightwave says he needs to start watch uh, watching Gene Wilder movies. And I really recommend that you do, and especially these uh, people forget these uh, movies that he's done with uh, with Gilda with Gilda Radner. Well. I see our time is almost up. So I want to thank Nancy for being such a terrific guest and AJ for doing a great job as co-host. And thanks also to Nikki Starr and Danny Dyer for their help, as well as to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. Please come back next time for another spirited discussion about movies. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. This is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and for featuring this episode on today's homepage. We really appreciate it. Thanks again to Lily Safani, A.J. Hockery, and Nancy Lombardo for making our Gilda Radner Remembered Show something special. That's all for now, folks. So I'd like to close with the words of Judy Joy Jones, host of her own radio show on Blog Talk Radio, who emailed me this beautiful message. Gilda was a gifted comic, one of our top funny ladies. She just looked into a camera and made you laugh with her rubber face. Gilda didn't put people down. She was just funny. Her genius will never leave us. You're absolutely right, Joy. And so, to take us out, here's the one and only Gilda Radner in her hilarious tap audition, which you can also find on YouTube. Get ready, everyone. Let's tap along with Gilda right now. My, uh, my name is Gilda Radner. Uh, I've had extensive experience in children's theater, worked for the Board of Education. <laughs> I, I was a theater major at uh, University of Michigan, and I've had a year of uh, tap and ballet when I was eight. <laughs> and for, um, for my audition today, I'm going to do a a number which I choreographed myself, and I wrote the song myself. Can you help me? I really want this job. (laughs) 
Thank you.